All right. Okay, so here we go. Like I said, I get a little nervous every time. So here we are. Uh, we're recording. The levels are good. Okay. Hello and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy. And you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives. And that by sharing our stories, we can help others to overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest, having a background in art and architectural history and being somewhat of a perfectionist, constantly striving to improve things around her, started a turnkey interior and exterior design service, working with residential and commercial clients to make their places and spaces more beautiful, inspiring, and functional for their needs. She says a favorite thing about her business and what she does is having the opportunity to be creative, think outside the box, and help people improve their quality of life by changing their surroundings and spaces. One of her methods for keeping productive is listening to podcasts, observing nature, reading when her busy schedule permits, being social, getting out and meeting people, and listening to other people's perspectives and ideas. Advice she offers others aspiring to succeed as a business owner is be willing to take risks. Know how your biggest supporters and cheerleaders, who your biggest supporters and cheerleaders are before you begin, because you will need to surround yourself with them. Having in mind how you can create a need for your specialized service or product if there is not a known need yet. Please help me in welcoming to the Morning Fuel Podcast family, owner and interior designer with Q&Co Bespoke Design and Decor, Courtney Quirbel. Very cool. Thank you so much for having us in your house. This is awesome. It's a Thank lovely, you for coming. Lovely home. Um, it's my pleasure. One of my favorite things to do. So, um, so how are you? Good. 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 It's been a little while. I haven't been to the Williamsburg Network meeting in a while. I know we've missed miss you. you guys. I miss we've you guys you. too. But you have so. you have um, you have got a, a few mentions. Okay. Cool. Very <laughs> cool. You know, it's the cost of diesel these days. You know, going mm. from Yorktown to Williamsburg. Anyway, um, well, it's great to see you. Um, so, just to let the audience know more about Courtney. Uh, what got you into interior and exterior design and, and what, what kind of was the genesis of your starting uh, Q&Co? Um, so I had been working in, in England um, for about 14 years in the interiors industry. Um, I got my foot in not the back door, but the front door, really the front door. Okay. Um, with um, a work experience um, with a one of the oldest, if not the oldest, and probably one of the most well-established interior design and decorating firms in Great Britain wow. called Sybil Colfax and John Fowler. Okay. Um, and now, did you know some people? How did that happen? I Was did. It? I, yeah. I, I, know, I have a very good friend who um, I contacted um, because I was looking for a way to... Um, I, had, I had been living in London um, Previously, I had studied my master's in history of art and for three years had been in London. I came back to the States in 2005 
um, never thought I would move back. Um, so I was working in Washington, D.C., um, and feeling quite settled there. And um, as, as God works in mysterious ways, um, I met someone <laughs> who was in London, um, and he and I were looking for a way to be in the same place, in the same city, in the same country, on the same continent. And so we actually, um, you know, we, we had no idea how it was going to work out. We had no idea if we would work out. Um, and we agreed, we just had to pray about it and see what would happen. And um, I contacted a friend of mine who at the time was working for Colfax and Fowler. And I um, I said, I, I don't know if you all need any help, even if it's just a um, a short-term situation, um, you know, six months, maybe even, um, because I was well past the internship phase in my life. Sure, um, sure. and she replied almost immediately and said, it's so funny that you've contacted me because I just had a conversation with my boss yesterday about the fact that we need another member on our team. Isn't that funny? It is. It is funny. <laughs> it is a miracle. And so without having met me, um, my eventual boss um, asked HR to start processing my work permit and my visa to move back to England and to start working with Colfax and Fowler. Very cool. So when was this? So that was in... Um, that was in 2008. Now, did you immediately go to work on projects with them? Were you, uh, how, how does that work? So, so were you like, they, they hand you a project and you go ahead and do this thing? I was, I was kind of thrown in at the deep end. I okay. was, I was an assistant to, um, to my boss who was the, the head designer of our small team. Um, and I was also an assistant to my friend right. who had made the introduction and made the referral of me. Um, so, Really, from day one, I was visiting site, you know, meeting with the clients. Um, I, I mean, I, I, there's sort of nothing I wasn't asked to do. I, I was, I was doing everything from um, placing orders to um, taking measurements on site uh, for furniture. Of, you know, at at um, I went to a few auctions. I had to bid, which was a little bit scary because I didn't want to lose that console table that was, you know, but, uh, yeah, so it was, I was thrown in at the deep end and I remember my, my boss, um, Roger Jones, um, who's still one of the, um, one of the designers at Colfax and Fowler saying, um, I'm not much of a tutor or teaching type, so you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to follow me around and, and you're just going to have to learn on the job. And was that fine by you or you that type of learner, like a kinetic learner or? I, I am, I'm a bit of both. Okay. Um, I like a little bit of instruction, um, but I also like to just, just follow and shadow someone. And do you, do you have a story of like an intimidating job? You know, like one of those jobs where it was just like, I don't know if I can do this. Do you have a story like that? Or mm, um, Yeah, I was assisting, um, uh, after I'd been working with Colfax and Fowler, I was um, I had moved on to work for some other designers um, in in London, and one of them um, I was assisting her on Andrew Lloyd Webber's guest estate in Barbados. Right, I've heard the name. I know he's very important. 
I don't know. Is he a musician or a composer or something? A composer? He's all of all the of above. Oh, he's, wow. he's a genius. Um, okay. So he wrote, created Phantom of the Opera. Oh, okay. Cats. Yeah. Okay. Um, Starlight Express. Right. Um, I'm an uncultured swine. I'm sorry. I knew, no, I knew no. the name. <laughs> it's, but um, so this was a, a project that I, I assisted this designer with. And um, it was, you know, I, we were you know, we were, we were sort of thrown into it. Um, I was thrown into it, but we, we took it, you know, took the bull by the horns and we, and we rolled with it. And, and Andrew Lloyd Webber and his wife were so pleased with the result of their guest estate that they purchased the lot next to that. And this is in Barbados, um, and asked us to build his their home wow so um nice pretty yeah. cool so yeah that, that was that, that, that looks nice on the resume <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was it was great experience yeah. um yeah learned a lot so um, I, you know i had a question here and 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 the thought was like you know what is, what was your most uh challenging and rewarding job would that have been perhaps the job that was that was very rewarding it yeah. was um indeed um what about a challenging one that you can think of well, that had its challenges because we had to, we were sourcing materials and finishes, you know, um, handcrafted wood, antiques even from, um, from the UK, from continental Europe. And we were having to acclimatize those items sure. in the UK before they were then put on a container there were several containers sure, <laughs> and shipped to which those containers perhaps needed to be climate controlled or something like that in order. So this wood's not distorting or splitting or whatever. Right. And this, wow. these were like wood finishes we were putting mm. on floors. Um, and then once it, once the containers reached Barbados, we had to then wait for them to acclimatize there. Sure. So, um, so those are challenges mm. because, um, you have well, to it cuts t- into your timeline, right? When right, you get, right. Yeah. And you have to, um, you really have to work backwards and figure out when certain things need to be on site, when certain items and materials need to be on site. Um, so, and, and I, I mean, and that was years ago, and now it's with global supply chain issues. Yeah, it's, sure. It's, okay. I mean, it's off the scales difficult to, right. <laughs> to wow. do, but... So- you know, I love um, uh, how you say that, you know, this is a, some, I'm going to qu- kind of quote you here, and that is uh, that you cannot change anyone, but you can change inanimate things. When did you figure that out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I think, I think probably in my teenage years, you know, like okay. I just, I, or actually, well, maybe it was. I felt it very intensely when I got married. Sure. Um, because it's a, it's a lesson in that, I believe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And you, some people just never get it. That's true. That's true. And sometimes I forget it. And I still sure. think I yep, can we do. change other people. Um, and, and I can't. And, um, and so it's. Um, so you yeah. could take that perhaps frustration um, or challenges and, and then convert that into something creative uh in the in the interior exterior side use those energies yes channel use those powers for good i think channel that energy in a different way um rather than at people (laughs) sure um at things 
yeah, right. things. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Right. No one gets hurt. No one gets um, hurt. But I do. But I do think if you um, by improving someone's environment, their surroundings, their space that they live in, work in, play in, I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, hel- helping people's mental state and their emotional state. Um, sure. So. Do you, do you uh, sometimes get, or do you have like a method that, uh, when it comes to kind of the flow of a space, you know, do, do you, do you have that in consideration energy and things like that in spaces? What is that? Uh, a feng shui or, or something like that? Yeah, there, there are different terms, um, to describe that. Um, I just, you know, I just think, how, how do you feel in this space? Right. You know, I mean, um, you know, I walk into my daughter's bedroom and there's toys, clothes, games, books all over the floor and I feel stressed out. Right. It makes me feel stressed out. Right. So I just don't go into the bedroom. Sure. Um, <laughs> I have, I have, I, and I don't know if it's an issue, but it's just something that like I know about myself. And that is if my desk is not straight and in order, I can't think. So I have to kind of spend some time getting that straight before I can actually work on a project sometimes. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, who would you say your biggest design influencer has been over the years or has that changed? Mm, it does change. Um, I don't follow any one or two or three designers. Um, but there, there were a few, um, there are a few designers who I, I kind of latched onto several years ago. Um, probably one of them is, um, her name is Kit Kemp and she's, um, she's an English designer. She not only designs interiors, but she also has her own fabric and textile lines. Um, she has, um, her own kind of brand of hotels, um, in New York and Paris, London, um, and expanding out to, um, I think Germany. Um, and she's just, um, she uses color. Like she's unafraid to use color. Okay. And, and I do, and color makes me feel alive. Um, you know, we, we live in color. Um, right. We live in a colorful world. So I don't understand why we would create interior spaces that are void of that, that are beige sure. or gray or just neutral palettes. Mm. Um, perhaps that makes some people feel calm. Um, sure. In a, maybe in a hectic world outside of their, their home or their office. Um, so p- perhaps that's what it does for them. But I, uh, I just appreciate being visually stimulated by sure. color and pattern and texture. It's really a layering of, of all those things, which makes, I feel like makes a room come alive. Sure. Um, and then, and then the different uses for different rooms too. And, and knowing how color affects your, your mood, you know, thinking of, you know, wanting maybe to keep it warm in the bedroom or something like that. And then keeping colors cooler in the kitchen so maybe you don't eat as much i don't know you know that kind of stuff but there's different yeah you know different yeah. stuff going on with that that's neat yeah. neat stuff i learned a little bit i i did get a um uh an art degree um uh by um at thomas nelson yeah. so harvard by the highway um <laughs> yeah i got my associates anyways i learned some stuff but anyways so it's fantastic so uh any any tips uh, for us on that that creating a need for your specialized service or product that's not known yet. Mm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, well, I think, um, I think a lot of people, they, they want to make their home or their office 
or um, if they have a, you know, a retail or commercial place of business or hospitality, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant, they want to make those spaces special. Um, uh, some people are um, a bit, um, they kind of don't know where to start. And for those, I guess, potential clients, I just try and almost hold their hand and say, it's, it's okay. Like, you just start somewhere. Sure. It, it's actually, it's not difficult. Um, at all. You just start somewhere. Um, start. It could be a very small thing that makes a big difference. You know, it could be changing out the window treatments. It could be putting window treatments on a window. It could be, um, you know, it could be a, a, a special piece of furniture or um, the floor finish. Um, it could be anything really. Um, and then, so it's, um, I think most people know that they, they like to spend time in pretty places as it were. So it's just a matter of, um, encouraging them that it's, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, and, and that I'm there to help them. Right. Um, I mean, one, one thing I try to, uh, make very clear with, with new clients is that I am, I'm a project manager. So, um, I never am not present for an installation, um, um, or a delivery, of a piece of furniture because I, I want to know that someone is happy with what they've right. received. Right. Um, so it's really holding, holding a client's hand and uh, from A to Z. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, when I, when I had asked you in the, in the, the questionnaire that we sent out and, and, uh, saw some, you know, the, the books and the quotes and the websites, you know, and things like that. And, you know, I, I noticed a few in there, like like Narnia. Now mm. that's a that's a very colorful um, uh, movie. It was set, you know a series of, of movies. Uh, one of my, one of my favorites and my family's favorites. And thinking about that, and you know the wardrobe and how how different things looked in different time periods, mm. and then also um, you know different uh, cultures. You know, um, one of the quotes that I read in there was it was a verse of scripture I'm very familiar with and a lot of people are and that's from Ecclesiastes and it's a you know what has been will be again what has been done will be done again and there's nothing new under the sun you know mm-hmm. oh Solomon you know the 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 wisest human ever to live <laughs> um, you know and it's it's so true so a lot of times we as designers we're we're trying to figure out how to come up with something new, but many times we're just communicating the same thing in a different way. Right. So where, where do you, where, you know, what do you draw on? What, what do you have a certain time period that you kind of, kind of lean toward or does it matter who you're speaking with? I guess maybe both. Um, Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a favored time period. I think when I, when I approach a new project, um, whether it's one room in a home or whether it's a, whole home or whether it's um, a retail commercial space, what I do is I take into context the surroundings. Um, so if if a home is a Victorian, from the Victorian, if it was built in the Victorian era, then um, we're going to try to pay homage to, gotcha. to that. Um, um, so it's, um, you know, and I, what I, I have to be careful here because some, sometimes when you have a a period, like a, a period home. Um, uh, let's say, you know, having, having lived in England, um, I saw quite a lot of old buildings. Sure. I was sort of surrounded by them. Um, 
like every day. And um, I was always very sensitive to the fact that I needed to be in touch with, with those surroundings. And so, for example, not try to put a, a glass box addition or extension onto an 18th century farmhouse. Um, sure. Now, it, if it's done, it can work, but I, I just, you know, I, I love history and I like, right. I, I just, um, I, I think it's, it's very rare that it works. Sure. <laughs> um, but if you have something like, um, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Philip Johnson, the architect, um, and his glass house. Um, I've I, heard of the glass house, so I'm pretty sure. Mm, yeah. yeah, it is a house with four walls, which are made of glass. So um, it's really bringing the outside in. Sure. Um, and, in, of course, it's on a property that's surrounded by very high walls. So, um, you know, you can, you can walk around in your glass house and not feel like you're being looked at. Um, sure. by people on the outside because there is no one on the outside. It's, um, it's in the middle of a, you know, huge acres and acres, um, of just, um, you know, just natural, natural surroundings. But, you know, that's, um, that's not something that I would, I would necessarily blend easily with a, sure. a, a, a very old period home. Um, right. that, that sort of idea. Um, it's just, it, in my mind, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, um, so yeah. And, and, um, it's just even in small things, you know, choosing windows and doors for a home that was built, um, working on a, a home in, in Williamsburg. And we're trying to be very careful about choosing the windows, um, and the doors to, um, to put onto an addition because sure. the house was built, um, in, I think, uh, I think the seventies or eighties, and, um, you know, there's, um, handcrafted windows and the brickwork is just very well done. And so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to disturb any of that. Sure. I want to, um, intervene as least as possible. Sure, sure, um, sure. So. So it's sort of leave it now when you leave and you've put an addition on, it looks like it was always there. Mm. That, that sort of thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So. Um, you mentioned too, and, and not just in the questionnaire, but at, at one time we were having a conversation and you said you have a dual citizenship. So you are a citizen of the UK. Right. Is that, is that, is that so? That's right. And, and the United States. That's How right. does that feel? It feels great. Is it fun? Um, yeah. it is great. I, am um, I'm actually going to England, um, in a few days uh, oh, okay. with, with the family Cool. and it's just great to not have to worry, um, um, about, <laughs> Are they going to let me in? Sure. Or not? Um, but it, it does, I think it opens up a lot of doors uh, for me. Um, certainly when I was um, rebranding and setting up my company over here um, in 2000, at the end of 2020, uh, beginning of 2021, um, I, because I'm, because I'm, I'm mostly American, I'm, I'm just a little bit British. I was, you know, naturalized. I wasn't, I wasn't born there. I didn't grow up there, but, um, it, it has made settling back here easier. It has made, sure. um, I think it's, um, I think my American, you know, background citizenship roots, um, all of that has given me, um, what's the word when someone puts, puts more trust in you, more faith in you. Um, you know, I know what I'm, I know what I'm talking about. Um, sure. 
So you've got experience. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but it's um, it's very good being a dual citizen, and um, and it's great to be able to pass that on to my children. As sure, well. that's fun. It's um, a lot of fun. Feel like it it opens up doors for them because we don't we don't know what they'll want to do later in life or where they'll want to do that. So, right. um, yeah. Very cool. So, excuse me, before, before I ask my last question, where uh, can folks best reach out to you? How, how do they connect with you? Um, so, um, my website is queerappelandcompany.com. Okay. Um, we'll get the spelling of that in the show notes. I, I was it. about to spell it, but I thought you, you might well, include you can that spell in the show it. Notes. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, so my website, um, and my, I'm on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle, queerappelandcompany.com. Okay. Um, and um, that's the best way to reach me. I'm, um, you know this. I, I need to be uh, much better about posting on Instagram. Oh, uh, sure. It's, it's just time. Um, yeah, it's, it's just time. Um, and I find, you know, I'm, I'm starting a new project and I just don't even have time to post about one that I finished up. So sure. Well, um, we, we know some folks that do bespoke custom video for, <laughs> uh, you know, social media, you know, we know, we know some people that do that. Uh, we could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but so very cool. Uh, they can reach you there. And again, we'll put that in the, in the show notes. Uh, last question is what does Q and co what does, what does Courtney, um, what do you need most right now? Um, is it a, is it a certain type of client that you look for or, or, or what, what is it you need? Are, are you hiring? Tell it, tell us what you need. Mm. Yeah, I, I do need help. Um, yeah, I do need help <laughs> in, um, in, in, on many different levels, sure. um, with, uh, many different things that just have to happen every day to, to run a business like this. Um, so help is, is needed. Um, and I, I need to know, um, skilled craftsmen and tradesmen, um, gotcha. who, um, you know, who are, who are just skilled in, in whatever their, their art, their craft, their trade is. Um, I, I need to know people like that, um, because they are the people who are skilled to bring, you know, I've got, I have many, many ideas Sure. and, um, you know, I need, I need people who, um, who I can get on with and who can kind of understand my vision for something and help me figure out how it's going to, how it's going to play out. Um, All right. And it could, it could be anything. It could be, you know, it could be, um, you know, custom upholstery, but it could also be, um, carpentry, um, and millwork. Um, it's, it's just sort of endless. Sure. It's endless. Sure. Um, yeah, but I, I also, I, I think what I also need is clients who, um, who have an appreciation for what I'm trying to bring to Williamsburg and this area of, right. of the country. And that and is that really is the, 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 the one that needs the service, but doesn't know that yet. And it's kind of convincing those folks that perhaps, perhaps that person, but, but really also someone who can appreciate that. I, I like to bring, um, I like to bring work in from other parts of the world. So, um, while I love, I love all things colonial Williamsburg. Um, I love all things colonial American. Um, I, I also having, you know, having spent so much time in London where it does feel like the world kind of comes to London and I 
I mean, I had everything at my fingertips. Sure. I, so I had, you know, Turkish silk ECAT fabrics, which I could, you know, just have delivered within three days. And I've right. got, um, I'm working with some artisans in India right now um, on, on rugs um, and working with some textile designers in South Africa. Um, so it's, and the work that they do is, um, it's, it's just beautiful. Sure. It's beautiful. And it's different. It's and not it's, something you see every day. Right. And you, you can't find it here. Right. But we're, you know, I sort of fill my, my home with these things. And, um, you know, we're, we've got an African inguni cowhide, um, under our feet. And, you know, it's, it's just, right. um, these things are beautiful. Um, and you can't find them here. And so I, I hope to meet clients who can see that, can see, you know, wow, that's, that's, that's beautiful and it's cool and I've, I've not seen anything like that. Right. Um, and hope that they can, um, you know, they can want a, a piece of that too. Right. Um, so. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story mm. and for inviting us into your home. Mm. I really appreciate it. Great to know you and uh, look forward to uh, hearing more of what, uh, what you and Q and Code do and, and uh, much success to you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. <laughs>